0: morning, church. Welcome. Would you stand to your feet as we begin our time of worship together, uh, hearing and reading God's Word to one another. Uh, We're going to read this morning uh, three verses from the book of Micah, chapter 5. We're going to read verse 2, 4, and 5. It'll be on the screen, and we're going to read this aloud together. So let's encourage one another with these words. Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from antiquity, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd them in the strength of the Lord, in the majestic name of the Lord his God. They will live securely, for then his greatness will extend to the ends of the earth. He will be their peace. And that is the promise that those who are in Christ have, that we have a good king who rules over us, who is not dead, but is alive. Let's sing together that Christ is risen and reigns.
1: through sacrifice to conquer every sting of death sing, sing hallelujah for joy awakes a dawning light when Christ's disciples lift their eyes and He send their friend and king Christ, Christ he is, he is He's risen, he's risen indeed. Oh, sing hallelujah. Join the chorus, sing with the redeemed. Christ is risen, he's risen indeed. Doubt and darkness once has been. They saw him and their hearts believed. blessed are those who have not seen. Hallelujah! Once bound by fear, now bold in faith, they preach the truth and power of grace. And pouring out their lives, they gain life, life, life everlasting. Christ is risen, his is risen indeed. Oh, sing hallelujah! Join the chorus, sing with with the redeemed Christ is risen, he is risen indeed The power that raised him from the grave Now works in us to powerfully save He frees our hearts to live his grace Go, tell of his good Hallelujah! Join the chorus. Sing with the redeemed. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Oh, sing alleluia. Join the chorus. Sing with the redeemed. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. He is risen
0: For you may be seated.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Hebrew Baptist Church. I am so glad, and I hope that you have come to worship Christ and sing to Him. God, Christ, you are the loveliest thing that you, that I have ever seen. The love that I have received is overwhelming. I hope today that if you don't know the love of Christ, that through the Word, through the Spirit. That God would call you into his love that you would leave here never the same again we hope that you are uh, been welcomed here and we know that you'll be welcomed here at some point today uh we hope if you're a guest here this morning that you would first go by our next steps desk this morning uh we have a, a inside your pew right in front of you is a connect card we'd like for you to fill that out if this is your first time here make sure you go by that next steps desk and we have some uh, people who would love to answer your questions welcome you get you a gift uh, and uh the See how you can take your next step Here at Hebron Baptist Church Our, uh, We feel that we exist To help every person Take their next step Maybe your next step is into a life group that meets weekly Maybe it's into an accountability Style D group Maybe it's learning to, to go on a mission trip Like we're sending out a team in Salt Lake City Here or London next year Or maybe it's to share the gospel In your workplace Whatever that is We want to help equip you To serve Christ where you are And so we're glad that you're here today as we, as the gathered saints of Christ, have come together to worship Him. Well, this morning I want to begin. We always gather, we feel like we're God's people. When we gather, we should pray together. This morning we're going to pray for a couple things. We're going to pray for ourselves, we're going to pray for some of our missionary friends, we're going to pray for our vacation Bible school. So, for those of you who are new today or maybe visiting, we don't normally have dragons on stage, okay? Uh, this is not uh, something, we're not doing a Revelation series, as Mark pointed out today, so we're not, we're not pointing that out. We're still in the Psalms, so, so don't worry, we didn't speed up in the Bible. Uh, we, this is getting ready for Bible school that starts, uh, vacation Bible school that starts tomorrow. And, uh, so, but, but we want to pray, because the Lord impressed on my heart uh, that, you know, this is a spiritual week. We think of it as a project and a busy week. But this is a spiritual week, because still in all Baptist churches, uh, this is where most kids have their first experience with Christ, and many come to faith in Christ. And so our opportunity to share the gospel, we know that the word will not return void, and so as the Bible is taught... The gospel is proclaimed we want God to move in people's lives so we want to lift uh, ask the Lord as we're gathered here this morning uh, to be with our Bible school this morning so let's let's go to the Lord together okay Heavenly Father thank you so much for allowing us to be here Lord each person is here today because you've ordained it to be and Lord because of that you have brought us together on your day that we may lift our voices together to proclaim your greatness, your goodness, your beauty, and the joy that comes in relationship with you. And Lord, I I pray that you are honored in everything that we do, uh, through the songs, through the prayers, through the word, everything we pray is a sacrifice of praise to you. And Lord, in that mold, we come to you knowing that we desire to be more like you, and because of that, we have set out and prayed about values that we want to reflect to one another and to the world. And Lord, to the watching world, we want to be people who are sacrificial givers. Uh, because you have enormously given to us through your son, Jesus Christ. Because you enormously give your care and comfort. Because you enormously give sacrificially to us in ways we, even beyond that we can think. We want to be more like you. So, Lord, when it comes to our time, we want to give sacrificially. So many this week will give of their time for a vacation Bible school, and we're thankful for that. But we want to be people who give of our time, not hoard it, but give it away to others here in our church. Lord, we want to give of our gifts. Lord, on display, we we see the gifts of the music and... Of the arts and 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 of teaching and and of all these gifts but lord we didn't you didn't give us these gifts for us to keep to ourselves it's for the good of each other so lord may we be willing and more desirous to give those gifts away for the benefit of others and lord lord you have provided with us financial well-being you have provided for us with a paycheck you have provided for ways financially. And Lord, you have told us that you have called us to be givers. Lord, help us to be sacrificial when we give in our tithes and our offerings, to support the work of missions, ministry, the work of the church, but even more so to display the sacrificial giving of showing that we know that you will provide for our needs and that we're obedient in the call to Scripture. Lord, all of these things help us to be people who are sacrificial giving and help us to be more like your son, Jesus. Heavenly Father, an example of this is our friends and our church members, Chris and Rhonda Richard and Hannah and Kenley, who've given it all to go overseas. They live in Buenos Aires to share the gospel and start churches and be catalysts for churches to start. And right now, Lord, we're excited about the group that is has been coming together to form a Bible study that, that we pray that they will learn the 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 healthy way of a church that they will begin to reach people with the gospel and god if it's your pleasure and your will to form a church we're thankful for the work that they're doing there right now may they as they have gone to meetings in mexico and they're coming back and the the group that's meeting without them uh, lord i pray that lord you would be their god you would be their head and that lord through all things you would work it together for a great work, a gospel work to be done there in their neighborhood so that they can reach many people in your name. We're so thankful for them. And I think this time of year, as I messaged with them this week, this is something that Rhonda loves is Vacation Bible School. And I know her heart aches to not be a part of this week. But Lord, I pray that she would be filled with the wondrous work that she is doing right there and the opportunities to share the gospel that she can be joyous there and joyous of what God is doing here and that Lord that these two connections Lord we will pray for them and as they pray for us Lord we are thankful for them and their love and we look forward to hearing more things of what they are doing and Heavenly Father as I've mentioned Vacation Bible School we we come to you humbly knowing that there's a lot of work that will take place. There's a lot of work that's already taken place. And Lord, we can look at this sometimes as a thing to check off our year. But God, may we not see the significance of what we are doing spiritually as we proclaim your name this week. Lord, we thank, thank you for the leadership of Christy Reed and all the organization and time and prayers that she's put into this week. We're thankful for all the different group heads and all the people who will volunteer and the people who will do food and the people who will do every element and serve in any capacity this week. Lord, I just pray that you would strengthen them, equip them, protect them from distractions as because we know as we're going out in your name, Satan wants to distract. But in the same way, Lord, we pray that you would use us and that, Lord, at the end of the week, we will celebrate all the good that you have done. Thank you for this opportunity for us to work together as a church and for each of us to pull a part of the weight to do such an enormous uh, act but an amazing act to help children hear the gospel in our area. Heavenly Father, we do come to you knowingly that there's oftentimes times that we, uh, we know that we are not sacrificial. We admit that this morning we've thought of ourselves most. We've thought of ourselves first we've been unwilling to to give when we know we should give of our times and our talents and our money and God we know admittedly just this even maybe today we failed in that but Lord I know that the same gospel that saves us is the same gospel that frees us and forgives us so Lord may we not be burdened with shame but instead know that we've received the grace of forgiveness so then in turn we can respond sacrificial in the way that we live. Thank you for the grace of the gospel and as we sing it together may it warm our hearts for the forgiveness we receive. In Jesus name, amen.
0: And those who are in Christ those who have peace in our hearts, those who have been forgiven uh, know and continually are reminded that uh, it 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 is Christ's work in us that gives us that um, Galatians two twenty says I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I now live in the body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and we can have that kind of hope only through Christ would you stand and let's sing and rejoice together in the hope we have in Christ What it's gift a green our prayer that that Jesus, our shepherd, would lead us into time to hear from his word. you
2: in your copy of God's Word to Psalm 23, or in your devices, if you'd use, like to use the Pew Bible in front of you, it's page 483. We're going through a series on, as you saw, uh, our God's mixtape, uh, different messages about the soul and about Him that He has given to us through His psalms. This psalm is penned by King David, and in the message, it helps us to see We have a God who shepherds us. So let's read it together. Some of you have maybe memorized it in more of a King james version. And so this CSB version will be a little foreign, but I think you'll still get uh, the, the message very similar to what you might have learned as a child. So let's read along together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this familiar psalm that maybe we have heard because it's a a Christian friend repeated it, maybe it was read at a funeral, maybe it's something that we go to often for encouragement. Whatever reason, God, may we read it as fresh as today's news. Because, Lord, every time we come to your word, you have something for us to learn more about about you and your son. So, Lord, I pray today for those who are seeking that they find the shepherd. For those who have had the shepherd, may we rejoice. We ask this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I want to start to begin to say that we are all sheep who need a shepherd. I learned about this particular sheep in Australia who had been without a shepherd for several years, having wandering from their flock. His name, Barak, is his name. And let me just show you a quick video. Don't write the elders. We don't do this normally. But I thought seeing it on video would be better than me trying to explain it. So let's show you a little bit about Barak. Was found by some hikers, and and you could tell he had been without care for a while. After he was sheared, his wool had weighed seventy seven pounds. Uh, sheep are meant to be sheared yearly; it's for their own good. If you notice the the re, the, the red around his neck and around his eyes, uh, infection, an ulcer had started to grow. His uh, he had started to have infections. He needed care and was without a shepherd. It's the same thing true for all of us. We can't go without the shepherd's care. And so The psalm, King David proclaimed that God is our shepherd and that we need his care and that we need to trust in him. What an amazing juxtaposition that he begins this psalm with. The Lord is my shepherd. The term that he uses here is Yahweh, the one that was introduced in the Old Testament, revealed to God, to Moses, the I am who I am. This one used 4,000 times on the page of the Old Testament, the proper name for God, in which he said, this is who I am. This meaning of timelessness to him, this God. One who says that he is self-sufficient, he is all powerful, all knowing. He is the source of creation. There is no one who he does not need. He is self sufficient in himself. He needs no power. He's all powerful. And yet, David penned this timeless God that also is never changing. Right? Timelessness also means he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's changing, changelessness or always present being means that he will always and forever be the great I am. But on the other side of this sentence, the great I am is my shepherd. Interesting, the shepherd's role in that time was one that no one really wanted. It was a thankless job. It was a, it was a job that was an unpleasant assignment. It would go to uh, the youngest son. Uh, that's why it went to David when he was a son, or as in Prince Harry would say, the spare son, right? The one that would have to stay with the, the sheep noon, uh, day, and night, around the clock, in good and bad times, in the heat and in the cold. They maybe would have take turns with someone else, but there always need to be someone with the sheep. Who in his right mind would choose to be a shepherd? David taught us the great I am stooped and chose to be the shepherd of his people. The great God of the universe has stooped to take care of me and you. Brother and sister, isn't it great to know that God himself is our caretaker and shepherd? This is an Old Testament truth, yet we know that it is the same metaphor and truth that Jesus himself takes up as the mantle, both identifying himself as God and as our caretaker shepherd, our chief shepherd. But as we know, it is Christ who describes us this way, that he is to care for his flock, that he would be with us when we wander off, to care for our needs, to be there for us when others attack, to take the the weight or burden off of us. Friend, you may be here today by invitation of a friend. Maybe you're seeking out Christianity and its truths, but I hope that you would not run past this to see that Jesus Christ wants to be your shepherd. That he has paid the very price through dying on the cross as payment for your sins that you might be eternally grafted into the flock of God to become not a rebel any longer but to be a child of the king and this shepherd wants to watch over you and I pray that as you think through this that you would longingly come to Jesus as shepherd that you would repent and by faith claim Jesus as your shepherd and be his child But believer I pray that you would be reminded whatever you're going through wherever you are in your life that you are immensely blessed to have a chief shepherd watching over you. For when we have Christ, what did Paul uh, sorry, what did David say? I have what I need. In the other translations, in the NIV, I lack nothing. In the New Living Translations, I have all that I need. The message, I don't need a thing. It is this Savior, this shepherd, who walks along with us. And if he is our shepherd, we have everything we need in him. And in this passage, I believe that King David shows us four ways that we will not lack anything if Jesus is our shepherd. If you're taking notes on your bulletin or on your device, number one, when Jesus is your shepherd, you will not lack rest. When Jesus is your shepherd, you will not lack rest. Here in verses two through three, it says, He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. Look at these verses as we see that what the shepherd does is bring his sheep to a place of rest. This word, "nephesh" is used and is translated, my soul is risen to you, renews my life or my soul. Being under the care of the shepherd renews our life because we know that we're under his care, that we can be at rest, that the Lord refreshes and restores us. This shepherd, this wonderful shepherd, restores and renews us by his word. as Psalm uh, Psalm 19, as we read just a few weeks ago, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The sheep always have a shepherd to look over them. Uh, Philip Keller has written a book that has helped us understand uh, this a little bit better as someone who was also a shepherd. He said, It's almost impossible for sheep to lie down unless four requirements are met. Owing to their timidity, they refuse to lie down unless they are free of all fear. Because of their social behavior within the flock sheep, they will not lie down unless they are free from friction from other other kind. If tormented by flies or parasites, sheep will not lie down. Only when they are free of these pests will they relax. And lastly, sheep will not lie down as long as they feel the need. Feel in need of finding food. They must be free of hunger. Fear, friction, flies, famine. Sheep need to be free of these things to lie down. And as Keller notes, they receive all of these from their shepherd. Peace, deliverance, pasture. They are free. They are renewed. They are beside still waters because the sheep shepherd is taking care of them. When I used to lift heavy weights for football, it was much greater for me to push myself to max, to do the most weight, try 600 pounding deadlift because I when I had a spotter. I wasn't going to try that when nobody else was around, but when I had my spotter, or spotters at times, I was at rest because I knew someone would catch me if I fall or catch the weight from bearing down on me. How much greater that we have that we have a shepherd who's in control of our life, that no matter what stress that we're under, we have peace. Jesus tells us to come to him, all those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we come to Jesus, we have peace. How do we have peace? Well, one, through salvation. We know that when we are under the care of Christ, when we are in relationship with him, we don't have to worry about our eternity. We don't have to worry about our future because it is resting in him. Our salvation does not come from us earning it. It comes from his grace. He has paid for it. He has has given it to us and therefore also we can't lose it. So we are at peace in all of our life, that all of our eternity and everything that we go through because we have a savior who will keep us to the end. Amen. And in the same way, we have a God in Christ. Who is in charge of every situation in our life? Charles Spurgeon, this is a great quote. When you go through a trial, the sovereignty of God is the pillow in which you lay your head. You see, it is when we have a shepherd overseeing all of our life, we can be at peace. Brother, sister, what are you going through right now? Are you going through a trial? Are you going through a tough time? Is your child wandering away from Christ? Are you going through an uneasy financial burden? Good news. You have a shepherd who will renew your life and give you peace. Secondly, when Jesus is your shepherd, you will not lack guidance. We, you will not lack guidance. Verse 3, he leads me along the right paths for his namesake. I've told this story a long time ago, but I thought it was uh, appropriate today that that I when before Sarah and I were dating, that she was even a a twinkle in my eye. I went on a a uh, blind date, and my fr- a mutual friend had put us together. She was a nurse, and and uh, and one of the things I thought would be good to do is to uh, go on a hiking trail. And Mark and I were talking about that, and he's thinking about going on this trail in near Virginia. It's called McAfee's Knob. It's one of the most picturesque, beautiful things to, 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 to get your picture taken off on, and you can hang over the edge, and you can get these beautiful pictures, and it's, it's about a four-mile hike. i had gone there probably three or four times. I thought this was a great time to talk, to get to know somebody. Uh, I guess she, I had met her before, so she didn't think I was a creep taking her up into the woods to, you know, kill her or something, so she was, went along with me. But I thought, surely this is easy. There's markings. I know that there's there's certain things on different trees. I just follow the path. I know which way I'm supposed to go. Well, about two and a half hours in, and about a four hour or so hike, uh, I knew that I had missed something. I didn't see the markings. I knew that I didn't know the next turn. I didn't know where I was supposed to go, and. And honestly, I just, we just said, okay, there's a fire road. Let's take the fire road back down to where the car is. Let's just call this off. And we never talked to each other again. I would have much rather had a God with me on that day. But isn't it wonderful to know that the good shepherd is our guide in life? Whenever we lack guidance, we have a shepherd who loves us. Sheep are foolish creatures. Of all the animals in the kingdom, they are the most stupid animals on earth. They need someone always watching over them. They could be in the most green pasture with the most water, and for some reason, they wander off. Or they're in the most green pasture and they will just eat and eat and eat until the, even the root is taken up, and then they have nothing left to eat because they have just they have gone down to the ground. Always they need guidance. Therefore, a shepherd who moves them from field to field helps them to supply the abundant needs that they have. The Bible tells us that we too need the constant guidance of a shepherd. We are prone to wonder. We are prone to do things that harm ourselves. Isaiah, as Jesus talked about the suffering servant that we know would be Jesus, says, We all went astray like sheep and have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. The words here, he leads or NIV guides me. He doesn't drive or coerce or manipulate or trick. He always leads at the proper time in his direction. He uses his word to direct us. It is the word that is our compass to life. Psalm 119, 105 wonderfully reminds us, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Friend, do you need direction today? It's comforting to know the shepherd wants to guide you. Do you have a big decision to make? Do you have a small decision to make? Why are you anxious and worried? Because the shepherd is there to guide you. Christ will give you all the wisdom that you ask for, he says. Yes, you may not see the end result from where you are, but if you follow God's word, the guidance of his spirit, the guidance of Christ, the guidance of Christian friends, the counsel of your pastors, the Lord, has the great shepherd, has given you many ways to get guidance in your life. Chief Shepherd guides us through them all. Isn't it good to know we will never lack guidance in life if Christ is our shepherd? What do you need guidance for today? Third, when Jesus is your shepherd, you will not lack safety. You will not lack safety. Verse 4, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In verse 2, the Lord provides physically. In verse 3, he provides spiritually. Verse 4, David now speaks of the Lord's presence, gives him peace in the most dangerous situations possible. It's interesting, when you see this, he says, when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Notice, it is not that the sheep has wandered there, but the shepherd is taking them through. We're going through the deep, dark valleys because our good shepherd is leading us. Why? Because in the valleys are rich with wonderful things to eat. That's that's where the water is. It's where the good places is, but in the valley it can also be dangerous. We have lost the high ground because there could be people who want to steal or rob us or or we know that there are broken walls or maybe there are are, or animals or wolves that are hiding in the shadows we know that there can be danger along the way the dark valley is part though of the path of righteousness the good shepherd leads us through a place of danger so that we would get to a better place We may lack many good things if we follow our good shepherd, but we will never lack the good shepherd who knows what's good for us. Psalm 8411 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. For you, God, it continues, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What are these elements of the shepherd? A rod and a staff. Well, a rod was probably a short stick that hangs on the belt that is used to, to crush anything that might attack. They could crush the serpent's head or to, to fend off any any wolves to protect. The rod is a guiding uh, rod or a stick to help to kind of guide sheep along to stay in the flock if they're going along the paths to keep them. Maybe the hook that you see them as shepherd's in case they have to fall off to keep them on the path. In these two things, we see the shepherd is defending us, walking with us along the roughest road. He is disciplining us, rescuing us, and protecting his sheep. The Lord David says the Lord has his tools and therefore david feels comfort because the shepherd's with them what does the shepherd do the shepherd drives out fear brother and sister what do you fear today what is it that you're facing anxiety well take heart the shepherd is with you he is protecting you You know that that the Lord God is protecting you in all things. And this true, as we read this psalm, what is the first thing that we think about when we read this psalm? The valley of the shadow of death. This must be something about death. If the worst thing in this life is that we know that we might face death, the promise of this scripture and the promise of the Bible is that the great shepherd will be with us even through death. That the great shepherd went through death for us, who died on the cross for us, so that we might walk through death alive, and that knowing that if we die, that on the other side is still Jesus our shepherd. What is the worst thing that can happen to a Christian if you die? Nothing. What do we have? Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? If Jesus died and rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father, there is nothing that happens to a Christian but a better life in heaven. And if that is the worst thing that can happen to us and we have a shepherd going with us through the worst thing, think of all the other elements in life that we face. We have a shepherd with us. Brother and sister, don't be fearful. Don't lose heart. The shepherd is with you. He lives so that we might know that fear is driven out because he is with us. Brother and sister, if you have a shepherd, you will not be without protection. And finally, number four, when Jesus is your shepherd, you will not lack a home. Verse 5 and 6, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. David paints a picture in these last two verses. As you've gone through the battle, as you've gone through the valley, as you've gone through life, what's left? God prepares a table before the presence of our enemies. This is a victory supper. That These enemies that tried to hurt us, that tried to defeat us, that tried to to get us off the righteous path, the one that tried to harm us for good, we've had victory because of the shepherd. And we're seating at the table in victory going further this picture of vindication what happens that we will dwell in the house of the lord as long as we live there's an old song that's actually based in scripture and it's a great script, It's a great song, and it's a great scripture. It tell us better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. It's a great song to tell us that boy, if we could trade all of this just for one day, that's the only place that we would rather be. But even greater than that, friends, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not just one day. Not half a day. Not ninety years forever that we will dwell in the house of the lord for as long as i live esv forever other translations say that we know that our life ends with the lord the same way it began the lord is my shepherd i will dwell in the house of yahweh forever brother and sister one of the most precious principles and truths of the Bible is that one day that when we go to heaven, we're not going to some little patch of grass in heaven that we think that some little mansion or little two-story house that maybe we've earned or even some of us might say, well, we'll even take an outhouse in heaven if that's what it is. But even greater than this, we get to dwell in the house of the Lord. Just as I get to go when I go home to Virginia, I don't have a place I need to find to stay. I still have a room in my parents' house. For us, we will get to dwell in our Father's house forever. In this life, you might become, God could use you to do many different things. You might become a nomadic servant of the Good Shepherd. You might just as the Richards go overseas to a different country, you may serve Christ in relative obscurity as, a, as, as what you do in your life that you feel like it doesn't move mountains, but in your faithfulness, you are serving the Lord. And the assurance that we receive from the Good Shepherd is no matter where these righteous paths lead you, all the paths through Christ, lead to home with him forever. Be rest assured, the good shepherd will feed you and lead you and protect you and provide for you. And when he finishes using you for good purposes, he will bring you into his house as a child forever. Friend, you cannot find this path separate from the shepherd. You cannot find this path separate from Jesus. But if you come to Christ and make him your shepherd, what a privilege and unimaginable it is to dwell in the house of the Lord, the shepherd king, forever. And the promise that we have is that neither death nor life nor any other thing will separate us from the love of Christ our Lord. Amen? Praise God that we have a shepherd that we will be without we won't be without deed or without a home. So I end where I began. The house of the Lord is bought for and paid for by Jesus Christ. And friend, if you have here today to learn more about Christianity or about, about about his faith or coming to him, all you need to do is come to the shepherd. The good shepherd will take you home. The good shepherd will care for you. The good shepherd died for you. And he wants to take you to dwell in his house forever. Brother and sister, you may have made Christ your shepherd for decades now. I pray that you would rest beside the still waters and trust him that you would trust in his hope, that you would trust in the shepherd to guide you, that you would trust in him to protect you, that you would not go ahead of the shepherd or wander away from the shepherd, but be thankful for the shepherd who is with you every step of the way. And may we be faithful for this shepherd whom Jesus claims to be. In John 10, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves and then runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Friend, let's follow our shepherd. Heavenly Father, thank you for the truths and the wonderful good news that we have a shepherd who watches over us. May we be encouraged. May we be, may we know as the shepherd takes care of us, and watches over us. May we find hope in the shepherd. May we trust in the shepherd. And Father, we know and ask that if there's someone here that does not know you personally, that Lord, by grace right now, they would receive your hope. And Lord, they would trust and repent and follow you. May we not be distracted by the hired hands, the false teachers, And the people who would not stay beside us, but help us to rest in the arms of the good shepherd. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Would you stand to your feet and let's uh, continue to glory in our shepherd and Savior, Jesus Christ.
3: So values are really the things that we treasure. So for the, the church, Lord willing, if we're given the growth, the things we'll look to treasure are Jesus, the Bible, community, mission, and multiplication. Um, so Jesus. So we want to treasure Jesus, and we want to make as much of, as we can of him in all situations. Um, so when it comes to discipleship, a disciple is somebody who's learning Jesus who keeps learning Jesus, who wants to know more about him. And then somebody who makes disciples is somebody that's going to help others just know more about Jesus, keep learning more, keep knowing more. Um, So Jesus is the heart of discipleship as we help one another learn him. But we want to be passionate about him. We want to treasure him. And we want him to be our our greatest joy. Um, In order to learn Jesus, our second value is we treasure the Bible. So the Bible is the place where we're going to learn uh, Jesus. So we want to be committed to preaching and teaching through the Bible. We want to call people to submission to what the Bible has to say. We want to try and live it out. We want to teach it to our children and we want to make sense of the world through the Bible. That's the lens through which we need to look. Thirdly, Um, is community so as a a church plant that's just getting going we don't have a building uh, we don't have anywhere to meet apart from in our in our home Um, so we're praying that we'll be able to create gospel communities that will meet during the week and then as we get growth lord willing we'd be able to gather them into a sunday gathering where we all meet together uh, to be taught but these gospel communities will be at the heart of what we um, want to do so we're, we're not trying to create too many structures where people have to come to. We want to say to the believers, you're the access to the gospel, you go get plugged into the structures that exist in this community already, whatever that is. If it's the PTA, if it's a football team, if it's netball, um, if it's chess, whatever it is, you go do the things that you're passionate about and go be the hands and feet of Jesus there. And then during the week, we'll gather in homes We'll grow together under the Bible's teaching. We want to be a place where we're sharing the truth in love. We want to be a community that's forgiving. We want to be a community that's invitational. And then we want to go out together as gospel communities so that we move out on mission into our community together, um, which leads us into mission. So gospel communities don't just meet for the sake of one another, but they meet for the sake of the community around them. So we want to love Roughton, whatever community it is that we're in. We want to listen to the people around us. We want to know their stories. We want to equip folks um, for mission. We want to make sure we're praying for it. We want to make sure we're living out the gospel in all the places that God has sovereignly put us. We want to make sure we're showing off the beauty of the gospel by helping people in need. And then we want to structure our ministries so that We're encouraging every member to have a love for and a heart for the world for the sake of the lost. And then finally, multiplication. So God's plan from the start of the Bible was multiplication, and it's a beautiful plan. So we want to encourage people to partner with us. We want to partner with other ministries, other churches um, in this task. We want to lay aside our comfort for those who don't know Jesus We want to call people into the Great Commission to multiply themselves. And we want to call gospel communities in response to the Great Commission to multiply gospel communities. And then as we pray that the gospel would spread, we pray that then churches uh, would be planting. So every Christian is a part of church planting, which is a beautiful thing.
2: A snippet of the vision and values of our church planter in Rotten and Swindon, northeast of London, uh, Carl Porter. No, that was not our Anglican bishop. We don't have those here at Baptist Church. Uh, he is our partner, and you can tell uh, the values and the visions that he has. We have picked the right partner that mimics, and, and we have the same values and goals here in northern kentucky that he has and so we've been sharing those you can get another one of those next week as we just get to know what he's doing over there we need to pray for them what they're doing and planning the church we're thankful for carl and sarah and what they're doing so let's continue to lift them up and even now with a year's notice we're sending a team to london so be praying that the lord puts this on your heart that you between now and then are saving up and asking for support and encouraging to go to support... Carl and their church over there uh, in London. So be thinking and praying about that. A couple other quick things before we go. Guests, again, we're glad that you're here. Hopefully you've got that Connect card filled out. If you haven't, you've still got a few seconds left. Uh, go ahead and fill that out. If you're first time, go to our Next Steps desk, which is through the double doors to the immediate left, and we'll make sure that you have someone to help you and encourage you before you leave today. I'll be standing there if you want to talk more about trusting in Christ, joining the church, Uh, Any other things, I'd love to talk to you about that. We can do that privately there uh, and step away if we need to. Uh, Second today, uh, tomorrow, of course, Bible School, we pray today right after the meeting, after, after we're done here. There'll be a brief meeting for Vacation Bible School, guides and any volunteers who'd like to stay and have questions. And Christy, it will be here, this far wing over here. So just come and... Go get your kids if you have any in the nursery or preschool, and then come immediately right here, and then and you will get started. Again, tomorrow night, uh, we start at 6 o'clock. When do you need volunteers? I guess you'll go over that later. We don't need to go over that. Uh, but uh, also, be aware that there's other things that we'll have for families throughout the summer. There'll be a movie night that everybody's welcome to come to. Doesn't matter your age, but you're going to be coming. We're going to have popcorn, popsicles, and a movie one night, and other activities throughout the summer that we hope that you'll be part of now part as we have worship together through song and through the word we also believe we should worship as we give so several ways you can do that you can give so electronically you can scan there should be something there in the pew that you can scan to give electronically there or right there on the screen or as the plates are passed here in just a second so let's pray as we worship god through giving heavenly father thank you so much for the opportunity to give today to again display the value that you've shown us of sacrificial giving. We pray that this, as a practical nature of you as your shepherd, gives to us that we might give back to you. Heavenly Father, we, as the tithes and gifts that you give, go to support Carl Porter, Chris and Rhonda Richard, Vacation Bible School, all the things that we do to reach the world. We're thankful for those who give. We pray that you would impress on those to give who aren't, but also we are thankful for the gifts we've received. We ask that you to bless it so that we might reach more for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, stand to our feet and sing.
1: Where you go, I'll go.
0: Where you stay, I'll stay.
1: When you know I'll move. I will follow you. When you love, I'll love. Oh, you serve I'll serve. I'll stay When you move, I'll move I will follow you When you, when you love, love, I'll love You sell, I'll stay. serve This life I lose I will follow you
0: follow your shepherd. Have a great week.